Have you ever been driving by yourself and at first all you see is cars? The red car, the tan truck, and then you start to think about the people. It's not just a machine and metal and glass. There's a person inside with a whole lifetime of stories and thoughts and dreams and a family. And then you get stopped at a red light and you can see the faces of the people passing you. There's something in a person's face when they're driving. They're not pretending to smile or look happy or pretty or anything. They're just driving. Right there. That's when you see what they hide. Don't know what it is or why or how they face it, but it's too much humanity and it's too much vulnerability. My name is Marissa Rutherford, and this episode of Shoe Buddy is inspired by a character in the fifth high ground play, Find a Way. The character's name is Dot, and I was blessed enough to be able to play her. I'll make a bold statement by saying Dot kind of changed my life. Dot cares about her roots and where she comes from. Surrounded by people who say there isn't anything, where there are no jobs, she finds her own way. She starts her own business and believes in herself, even when others don't. She has to deal with loss and grief and struggle, but she keeps herself together. Her business is a simple one. People call to hear about the mountains and she charges them to talk to her. She gives them all the details that they were missing out on. That becomes people telling her about their problems and before she knows it, she finds herself being a listener, helping people with their issues. About halfway through the production process of Higher Ground 5, Dot and I kind of merged into the same person. The beauty of acting is that you can make any character your own, but in a lot of ways, I found out that Dot and I were already similar. Becoming Dot taught me a lot about myself. I realized that I was extremely proud of where I came from, and I do care about the place that I'm living. She inspired me to be confident in who I was and where I'm from. Every night I went out on stage, I felt like I was going out there and being myself. A few years ago, I never would have gone out in front of a crowd of hundreds of people to do the funky chicken, but I knew Dot would. Because of Dot, I gained confidence and started to believe in myself. If I could start a listening business right now, I would. I love helping others and would talk for hours if someone needed it. If they needed someone to listen or if they just wanted to have someone to talk to from back home to hear about everything, I'd do that too. It's easy to talk about something that you care about. We hope you enjoy this episode of Shoe Buddy. We call it The Dot Show. It's got stories of home, stories of leaving home, and stories of people innovating and finding their own way so that they can stay in the mountains. It's got a report from the George Celebration, Harlan's celebration of local writer George Ella Line, who became the Poet Laureate of Kentucky. Music and much more. Working from sun to sun Spend my money when the work is done I asked my captain what time of day Looked at his watchman and he walked away 
Melissa Helton is originally from Ohio, but lives in Leslie County, Kentucky, and teaches English at Southeast Kentucky Community and Technical College. Throughout today's show, you'll hear three pieces by her. Her latest book of poetry, Inertia, a study, will be published by Finishing Line Press in July of 2016. Shoe Buddy recorded her in Hazard, Kentucky. Here she is. I'm going to read three little poems for us today. Um, there's a little bit of backstory that I need to let y'all know. If you've ever heard of Phineas Gage in a biology class or psychology class, um, it was the 1848, and he was a foreman uh, on the railroad. They were blasting and laying railroad up in Vermont. And there was a horrible accident, and he had a a tamping iron, like a big iron rod, and uh, there was an explosion and a horrible accident. Um, why he's important to uh, history and biology is he helped prove the theory that different parts of the brain had different functions. Um, but what's interesting about his story was that he survived beyond all shadow of possibility. They didn't even know that germs caused infection at this point in medical history. Um, but then after he miraculously survived, um, his personality changed. And there's a lot of um, conjecture and myth that go along with how uh, he changed. Um, some of this is a little gruesome, so I apologize. So this focuses on the three moments before, during, and, and right after the accident. Phineas, the moment before. Witnesses disagree what you were doing the moment before because no one was paying attention. No one knew this moment would be noteworthy. We so rarely do beforehand. Were you standing at the lip of the hole, loosely spinning the tamping iron in one hand? Were you sitting on a rock at the edge, tossing the rod back and forth between your knees? After all this happens, after the rod baptizes you from the inside into your new life, you will carry it everywhere you go for the rest of your days, even lying next to it in your coffin. The problem is, you've done this a thousand times on the Rutland and Burlington. Pour the powder, set the fuse, pour the sand, tamp the sand, shout the warning, light the fuse, and then run the run of those in mortal danger. But today, September 13, 1848, a day not yet famous, some boring Wednesday, someone fucked up. The sand is never poured in. It goes unnoticed. The fuse and blasting powder sit exposed. The latest computer models show your mouth had to be open since there was no damage on your jawbone. You stood, in my vision, in foggy daydream resting on the rod at the lip of the hole. You were examining a callus on your left hand. You heard a burst of laughter from your crew and turned, no thought. You must have been laughing too to have your mouth open like that. And only what comes next would make this moment important, make you famous. At that moment, you were thinking of the approaching winter and wanting a woman. The daguerreotype discovered shows you quite handsome, and as a foreman at 26, there was most definitely a woman and the rod slipped. You tried to catch it, fingertips brushing, and it fell into the hole. 
simple gravity that will direct a chain of chemistry and physics and biology, psychology and history and math. Simple gravity that will say, this skull, this rod, this brain are special. And horrified, we will imagine this moment and gawk at your skull because you remind us most of it is outside our control. But what we throw down determines what will come flying back up. No, I wouldn't mind working sun to sun if you pay my money when the work is done. Wouldn't mind working from sun to sun, spend my money when the work is done. Matt Druin teaches biology at Southeast Kentucky Community and Technical College. He spoke to Shoe Buddy recently about some of his economic development ideas for Kentucky. Here he is now. I was uh, raised in LaRue County, Kentucky, which is the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln. And so I consider myself a Kentuckian through and through. Both sides of my family, about uh, three generations ago, uh, we were living in Appalachia, parts of um, uh, Western Virginia and Southeastern Kentucky. Uh, my mama and papa were uh, county clerks in LaRue County for about 40 years, both of them. And uh, they had a huge influence on my life and that combined with uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail and their stories of my ancestors uh, sort of I think molded me over the, the course of my life to be uh, looking to, to do something here. I had hiked uh, about a third of the Appalachian Trail and had fallen in love with the region and so when I went looking for full-time jobs there were two positions here at Southeast for a biology faculty I started in December of 2013, and uh, it just could not be a better fit. This is uh, one of the best, most polite societies I've ever been a part of, and I just feel like uh, the, co the atmosphere of community and love here uh, is, is perfect for me, and I hope that I can live up to that. I had known about uh, hydroelectric energy before, of course, as a scientist, but then talking with uh, uh, the college leadership here, uh, trying to come up with innovative approaches to transforming, uh, economically transforming our region, <clears throat> just sort of hit me that what we have in abundance is streams, creeks. Uh, the initial project was just a, a very small demonstration project uh, but then through talking with school facilities management uh, was pointed toward Portal 31. And that's when the project went from just a very small uh, demonstration to uh, a significant installation. The initial project uh, is to install a medium capacity, they call it a medium capacity hydroelectric generator. Uh, at the outflow of Portal 31 coal mine tour. Uh, that outflow is going into Looney Creek. The flow from Portal 31 is 24-7, uh, 365 days a year. It's nonstop. 
the flow is about 3,000 gallons a minute. So that's tremendous. And the goal is to install a hydroelectric plant there and power the depot, the coffee shop, and uh, at least uh, part of the coal mine tour. And to also demonstrate to the community the impact and the ease with which uh, hydroelectric power uh, could be put to use here. And so it's, it's an initial demonstration project. It will, it will serve as what they call a living lab so that we can take our students and our, um, our community members uh, and demonstrate the capacity that we have here for new energy. Kentucky has the second greatest mileage of waterways in the country next to Alaska. Uh, Southeast Kentucky in particular has a large proportion of those waterways in the forms of uh, creeks and small streams and therefore we have the potential to take advantage of uh, modern hydroelectric technology uh, with our streams and our creeks uh, to be energy innovators again and I think it's important that Southeast Kentucky, Harlan County uh, demonstrate a new vision to be energy leaders again, and so that's why I'm so passionate about this project.
Kentucky Poet Laureate George Ella Lyon, taking her cue from playwright Joe Carson, wrote a poem called Where I'm From. Lyon's technique in this poem involved describing where one is from as not just a state or county or even a creek or a holler, but also as food in terms of phrase, body parts lost or injured, and even values. The deceptively simple way of writing on display in Lyon's I'm From poem has become a model for poets around the world. At the recent Georgia-Libration in Harlan, many local writers and students shared their I'm From poems with Georgia, and over 130 people were at the party. Cassidy Wright Hubbard was one of them. Here's her I'm From poem. I'm from a never-ending cycle of diaper changes. Papo Dave gagging on the stench of baby poop and bubble gum, dodging a little boy's pee-pee rain shower. I'm from Papo Charles's oil and paint-covered skin. Teaching and guiding. Take every chance you get while you can, and all the sacrifices we make for those we love. I'm from cleaning up in that old sulfur well water, a big blue house on a hill that will never change. Two cups of coffee and a smoke cloud. Sit down at the table. Lay down your load. I'm from holding Granny's wrinkled hands, wet with tears and oil, like looking into a mirror at my older self, my lighthouse beckoning on the stormy seas. Dust fairies dance across the rays of sunlight through the cracks in the shades. I'm from everything always falling apart. Bloodshot blue eyes and the smell of wine, the crack in his voice when he started to cry. Mint and sassafras fill the room as the tea kettle sings. I'm from being needed to leave. Stay, no wait, I mean leave. Getting tossed from one place to another, you're always welcome here. But what about when you're not here anymore? I'm from optimistic letdowns coupled with sad smiles and reassuring pets. It can only get better from here. You know you meant the world to him. Putting on a face just to make it through the day. I'm from having everything on my mind. Trying to keep it all at bay. Just forget for a minute. Remember. No, forget. Learn, then forget. Wouldn't mind working from sun to sun Spend my money when the work is done I asked my captain what time of day Looked at his watchman and he walked away Now let's listen to Georgella Lyon herself speaking at the George Libration about some of her inspirations as a writer. My mother was the first paid writer I knew. Uh, somebody, and I think it was someone named Nick Johnson, put a billboard on South Main that said, Welcome to Bloody Harlan. And this created some dis discomfort, i.e. people were mad. And so he painted over it and announced a contest for who could come up with the best slogan. And it was $100, and my mother won. And it was, Welcome to Harlan, where coal is king and our visitors are royalty. So I saw her words up there uh, on the billboard. It's pretty exciting. She also wrote the things that were on the back of the cleaner's truck like, uh, drive safely, your best suit may be inside. <laughs> 
she also made up her own nursery rhymes and told them to me. And I thought they were just, you know, another page of Mother Goose. Like Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of beer. Jack sat down and Jill sat down and said, let's drink it here. <laughs> You just don't know what happens when you say that in the first grade. <laughs> Imagine what it means to a 15-year-old struggling for her identity in words during the crazy transformation which is adolescence to have teachers who write, who model making room for poetry in your life and who are willing to read whatever you get up the nerve to hand them. That's priceless. And I had poems and stories heard, read, imagined, which in invited me to go beyond the mountains and to go within myself. They gave me courage to write about what I found. And now you have given me the gift of your appreciation and this wonderful night and so lucky me thank you six months ain't such a very long time got a friend and paying attention to the 99 went down the river 19 and 10 women in the ball and chain just like the men Five Life Bongos is a children's book by Georgella Lyne. At the Georgella Bration, a celebration in the life of Mark of Lyne, which took place in Harlan on Saturday, April 30th at the Harlan Extension Depot, Harlan County librarian Laura Atkinson led a dramatization of Five Life Bongos starring higher ground cast members Seth Caleb and Cheyenne Kugel, Ronnie Walker, Cindy Brock, and Tess and Lucy Bryson. Five Live Bongos by Georgella Lyon. Once there was a painter who had five children. He hoped they would be quiet and learn to paint, but no. The brushes they wanted were the ones that Shazza snare drum. Baum, ch ch, rat-a-tat, rat-a-tat, sping, that's the cymbal. Bahum, bahum, that's the big bass drum. Remember, there were five of these children. Tom for the tom-tom. Pat for the hi-hat, Kelly for the kettle drum, Bella for the big bass, and on the tambourine, Sarah Marine. But of course, a family doesn't just come with drums. So what did these five, these five live bongos do? Drummed on the bread pans, drummed on the skillets, mounted the potlidge, chooka-chooed the trays, anything, anything to make a bright sound or a small, smooth, dark one or something like a gong. Bang, crash, artichoke, rat-a-tat-a-chink. Daddy couldn't mix his paints and mama couldn't think. Boom-a-loom, clink, spink. Here go the spoons in the big Dutch oven. They're marching like platoons. Cats got her fur up, dogs gone to hide. Parades getting louder, roads getting wide. Pie pans, measuring cups, Christmas cookie tins. Flattening like sat on hats, oh what a... Stop! Children, said Mama. Put those things down. We have... We have said Daddy. A garage 
tools out there. We'll take whatever is not big to cook or too big to cook on and go out there and build it themselves. So off they went. And did they hammer and drill and bolt and nail until they had a magnificent contraption. Wobbly, though. Said Tom. And here. Called Pat. Something bigger. Yelled Kelly. Something louder. Boomed Bella. The the Squilled Sarah Marine. And off they went. They found one way, rusty and warped, but that wasn't all. A hubcap, a muffler, a flower pot, and hot diggity, a car door. They hauled and rigged and wired and connected till suddenly Tom hit the wrong nail, the one on his thumb. Yeah. He wailed, I like that. said Pat. Asked Tom. And they began to whoop and holler and halloo. Why, that's who we are! cried Sarah Marine. Straggle, aggle, kumba, yodeleu. They drummed and they warbled and they beat. If you can't hear them, they're at it today. You must not live on our streets. The end. Wouldn't mind working from sun to sun, spend my money when the work is done. I asked my captain what time of day. Looked at his watchman and he walked away Phineas, the moment of However it happened The tamping rod strikes the rock And that spark flashes A tiny collision of iron and granite Given the tiniest bright light that pause of inhale before the big bang. The spark lands on the blasting powder which is so eager for fire, so yielding, and the world was created. The reactions could not be stopped, evolution began. The tamping rod, three feet, seven inches long, 13 and a half pounds, one and a quarter inch wide, an iron spear, decisive path, uncompromising. It enters under the left cheekbone, charges behind the left eye through the front of the brain and out the middle of the forehead. Three feet, seven inches of iron sliding through your skull, as easy as a toothpick into a cocktail olive, a needle through garland popcorn. Exploding out of your head, the iron throws you back, clangs down to the ground, 30 feet away. A fraction of a fraction of a second, quicker than a person can gasp. 
Six months ain't such a very long time Got a friend in penitentiary to 99 Went down the river 19 and 10 Women in the ball and chain just like the men Here is a scene from Higher Ground 5, Find a Way, where Dawn is letting her friend Carl confide in her, and also where she debuts her role as the listener. Are you alright, Carl? Sure. I'm sorry about your dad. If he's not at rock solid, it's, it's only because he's got something better. I hope so. But, you know, Carl, what if it doesn't come back? You mean Cole? Yeah. It will. We have hundreds of years of proof it will. The mountains are full of coal. Sure, the technology is changing, but it's always been changing, and we've changed with it. There's no saying that we can't do it again. We're mountain people. We're good at figuring things out, making do, and starting over. Coal's part of our past, and it's part of our future, too. Just... just let, sorry, i got to take this call just, just real quick. Hello, this is Doc from Calls From Home. If you miss the mountains, just give us a call and hear all the voices of home. Yes, ma'am. You're from Knott County, living in Chicago now. Well, how long's it been since you've been home? Five years? I imagine you do miss it. The mountains? Well, Knott County's not too far from here. You should see the mountains right now. Most everything's still green, but just up there on the tops of the ridges, things are starting to turn gold, so it's going to be a really pretty fall. It's still hot during the days, but the nights are getting kind of cool. Tree frog's still going strong. Yeah. Well, how long did you pay for? Just a 10-minute call? You go online and sign up for a full hour next time. I'll tell you all about that new highway they're putting in. Bye-bye. What was that? I got this idea. I started taking phone calls. Charging people to, to talk to them? Yeah. Doesn't seem quite right charging for it. Yeah, but if I didn't charge, I'd probably never get a rest. And people don't mind paying something. They move away and then they miss this place. There ain't another like it. I've never heard of anything like that before. Chew tobacco and spit my juice I love somebody but it ain't no use Wouldn't mind working from sign to sign Spend my money when the work is done Next, we have a monologue from Higher Ground 5, Find A Way. The speaker is Lisa, a young woman who has been hiding her drug use from everyone, including her partner. In this scene, she calls Dot's listening line and talks about the things she hasn't been able to talk about before. Hi, this is a listener. Yeah, I'm Lisa. I was scheduled for this afternoon. This is anonymous, right? And it's all confidential? Okay. Okay, good. Well, I have to start telling the truth, and I thought maybe if I practiced first. Look, I know that once I start talking about this, there's going to be so much gossip and stuff, but it's time I stopped hiding it. 
I started taking pills because I got real bad headaches, and then I just got hooked for four years. I thought I knew what I was doing, but addiction's no joke. It ruined me. I couldn't even function without it. And then my girlfriend caught me, and everything started to catch me, and I got fired from my job. I'm not proud of it. I lost everything. My job, my morals, my friends, my relationship with Jenny, my family, my health. I became this selfish person who did dumb stuff just to get high. I let so many people down. <sighs> kind of feels good to get that off my chest. is a higher ground cast member who works at a funeral home in Harlan County, Kentucky. He recently spoke with Shoe Buddy staff member Alexi All about chasing his dream to be a funeral director. When I decided to become a funeral director, it was because the funeral directors helped me with uh, the death of my grandmothers and they let me play a part in the funeral rites. I was in eighth grade really when my first grandmother passed away and um, I had been thinking about it even before that with my childhood. My mother would be downstairs cooking in the kitchen with at the churches. And so um, I would sneak upstairs and watch them bring the bodies into the church for the funerals and things. 
and it just blew my mind of what was happening and, and then I would go back downstairs and I can hear screaming and and singing and stomping and just you know sound like church and then when they came back from the cemetery and to see them dressed in all black and, and to the nines in all black it was just amazing and so when I was a child I would go and all of our cousins would get together and we would go bury different animals like caterpillars and then we found birds dead birds didn't think about diseases or anything we just get them and bury them then when my grandmother passed away they had gave me magazines that was um, a part of the NFDA National Funeral Directors Association and I got to see what what they do you know why they do it and 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 instruments that they use and, and things like that and I was just so fascinated and then six months later my other grandmother passed away and so then they let me ride in the hearse with her then three weeks later my uncle passed away and they let me lower him down in the grave and so as time went on I got to do more and more things and then I graduated from Harlan High School in May of 2007 and in October 2007 they hired me that's something that you never see because usually with the funeral business they hire people that is within their family somebody who has been in the funeral business but I have never been in it before and for them to take a risk on me is a blessing Working from sun to sun, spend my money when the work is done. I asked my captain what time of day, looked at his watchman and he walked away. Phineas, the moment after. You sit up. Blood pours from the hole in your cheek, from the hole in the roof of your mouth, from the hole in the middle of your forehead. The crew sits you on an ox cart as one of the Irish boys races on horseback for the doctor. You call out for the time book and make an entry as the cart rumbles you to town. Once at the Cavendish Hotel, you get down from the cart, climb the stairs and sit on the porch next to the landlord, tell him what happened about the explosion, the iron plowing through your head. 30 minutes later, the doctor shows up. You say to him, well, here's enough business for you, doctor, and explain, mopping all the blood. The doctor doesn't believe the story, how could he? A workman says, sure it was so, sir. The bar is lying in the road below all blood and brains. And Phineas, you nod, so many extra holes, the insides of your head wide open to the entire world. The doctor would write he saw distinct pulsations of the brain, and that when you got up to be sick, the effort of vomiting pressed out about half a teacup full of the brain, which fell upon the floor, and you looked at it. You will change, but you will live. You will find companionship with your iron. You will prove localization of function in the brain. You will be remembered. 
But right now you sit on a porch, people staring into the skull of a breathing, talking, laughing man. The grand stories that follow may be a sideshow freak, violent animal tempers, driving a six-horse stagecoach in Chile, in varying degrees of probability. But to hell with probability. If you sit on the porch talking to folks as they watch your brain pulse, you are in a land of no math, no biology. Your head is the bowl of the universe, galaxies swirling in gray matter, black holes opening with infinite density, red giants exploding, and the iron rod the pencil tip of the creator drawing out a fanciful story. Wouldn't mind working from sun to sun Spend my money when work is done Wouldn't mind working from sun to sun Spend my money when the work on Saturday, May 21st, Crawdad presents the Future Town Throwdown, a day of art and music in downtown Cumberland, Kentucky, in the street between the Cottle Public Library and the old Rowlett Furniture Building, which is now a green apple teal and lilac painted building called Future Town. There will be bands, food, and art. Bring a t shirt or other fabric item and get a Future Town Throwdown silk screen. The event will begin at 4 and ends at 11. The event is free and open to the public and is coordinated by the Southeast Kentucky Community and Technical College Appalachian Program. Wouldn't mind working from sun to sun Spend my money when the work is done I asked my captain what time of day Looked at his watchman and he walked away Josh May is a producer and the communications director at Apple Shop, a media arts center based in Whitesburg, Kentucky. He is a co-owner of Roundabout Music Company in downtown Whitesburg. He spoke to Shoe Buddy about the challenges of owning a record store in a small town in eastern Kentucky. Roundabout Music Company is a combination of things. It's part record store, part instrument store and repair shop, part screen printing shop, and uh, part gathering space for artists and musicians from across eastern Kentucky. This place is just steeped in music, and uh, so much of uh, what we're known for is, is based on music, and there's just amazing musicians, and as a consequence, music lovers all across our area. What we did is something a little bit different than your standard business model. And so Roundabout Music Company is a worker-owned cooperative. And uh, what that means is that all of us that work there are also part owners in the business. So as a worker-owner in a cooperative, uh, you have a say in how the business operates. You have a stake in whether the business is profitable or not. And uh, you have a very different feeling about uh, going to work. So we established our business as a worker cooperative for a number of reasons. Uh, one is that uh, 
you know, we're trying a new type of business here in the mountains, and uh, we wanted to try to see uh, what we could do different. You got to be able to work together and work with people, and that's uh, that's not always easy. But I will say, as a new business, that uh, being a, a worker cooperative has been really helpful and empowering for us. People are motivated and able to bring new ideas to the table, and uh, we're able to always change and grow and uh, ad adapt and, and make use of each member's various uh, abilities and talents and capacities. And so in that way, I, I would say that a worker cooperative has an advantage in uh, being able to be flexible and uh, responsive to the market and to what the needs are of our customers. And so those are all things that really are advantages to this new type of business model. The, the crux of it is, is that it's shared ownership and shared wealth, and it's a model of business that I think were it applied more broadly um, across eastern Kentucky would result in all of our people having better jobs and better pay and, and building more wealth locally for our people and our communities. It's, it's really a, a great feeling to be part of something new and different and to be sort of you know figuring out a new way of doing business here you know with the with the way that the, the coal industry's gone here in the last few years and then you know all the businesses around it that depended on it uh we've got to we've got to try some new stuff here in in eastern kentucky and and across appalachia you know and so uh, i think that's one thing we're doing here with roundabout we're your spot for new and used vinyl and uh and instruments and, and supplies and equipment and turntables and speakers and things you won't find anywhere else. It's uh, pretty pretty interesting all the different types of, of people that end up in the store and end up shopping there and supporting it. So I think if we did just any one of those things, uh, we couldn't be successful. But um, with a smart combination of, of combining local art and and we also offer merchandise, t-shirts and prints and cards and other things designed by local artists and, and, and make all that stuff in-house. And so I think by combining all these things together and providing a space where all of the creative folks and, and people that appreciate art and music can come together and find something for them and and seeing the conversations that end up happening from folks across the record shelves flipping and they end up talking and they end up having uh, a lot in common and it's, uh, you know, being that kind of a community space I think is really important too. So it's an absolute joy and uh, uh, every now and then it's an absolute headache to run your own business. Um, but Two years in, we're still here, and I'm really hopeful that uh, we're going to continue to grow into the future. We have new folks coming in every week that are just learning about our store and just finding out we're there, and they usually leave happy, and they usually uh, come back, and so I think that's a good thing. So we like to think that there's a little bit of something for everybody here at Roundabout Music, and uh, 
Y'all just need to come and see us. We're at 357 Main Street in downtown Whitesburg, Kentucky. Business hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening. Six months ain't such a very long time. Got a friend and paying attention to the 99. Went down the river 19 and 10. Women in the ball and chain just like the men. This is Marissa Rutherford, the actress who played Dot in Higher Ground 5, Find a Way. Throughout the Higher Ground 5 process, I went through a lot. I continued struggling with a father who didn't seem to care at the time, and I lost a family member who was very special to me. Higher Ground was my escape. Higher Ground is family, but that's a story for a different day. Dot helped me through all of that, as crazy as that might sound. It was like flipping a light switch. I could be sad or worried or stressed, and I'd come into rehearsal trying to act happy and together, but before I knew it, I wouldn't be acting anymore. Dot's character is someone people can fight in, someone who helps others, and someone who's strong for others when they can't be strong for themselves. I admire her for that. So, just how Dot was strong for the other characters in the play, she was kind of strong for me too. Through being her, I learned to be strong for myself and to keep it together. As Dot, I went places and did things that I never thought possible. I joke now and tell people she's my alter ego. I'm not sure if I became her or she became me, but Dot is someone I'm always going to keep very near and dear to my heart. I remember the year that my granddaddy died, Tom, gonna rise again. Dug his grave on the mountainside Gone, gonna rise again I was too young to understand The way he felt about the land But I could read his history in his hands Gone, gonna rise again And apples in the bin gone, gonna rise again. And the smokehouse and cotton in the gin gone, gonna rise again. Cows in the barn and hogs in the lot, you know he never had a lot. But he worked like the devil for the little he got gone, gonna rise again. Apple trees on the mountainside Gone, gonna rise again He planted the seeds just before he died Gone, gonna rise again I guess he knew that he'd never see The red fruit hanging from the tree But he planted the seeds for his children and me Gone Gonna rise again. I'm on the ridge above the farm. Gone. Gonna rise again. I think of my people that have gone on. Gone. 
rise again Like a tree that grows in the mountain ground The storms of life have cut them down But the new wood springs from the roots underground Gone, gonna rise again Gone, gonna rise again The songs you heard in today's episode of Shoe Buddy include Sun to Sun by Anna Roberts Gaval and Elizabeth LaPrell and O and K Train Song by Tom, Brad, and Alice, both from the compilation album The Very Day I'm Gone, Songs of Addie Graham, available on June Apple Recordings. You also heard Crossroads by Sparky Rucker and Gone Gonna Rise Again by Cy Khan, likewise available from June Apple Recordings. Working from sun to sun Spend my money when the work is done I asked my captain what time of day Looked at his watchman and he walked away Shoe Buddy is a production of the Higher Ground Community Performance Project in the Appalachian Program at Southeast Kentucky Community and Technical College and is produced in Harlan County, Kentucky. Support for Shoe Buddy comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Appalachian Regional Commission, and the Robert E. Frazier Foundation. Thanks to Teresa Osborne and Phyllis Sizemore of History Alive, as well as the staff of WMMT and Apple Shop in Whitesburg, Kentucky, for their assistance in producing this show. You can reach Shoe Buddy at HigherGroundInHarlan.com or Shoe Buddy, that's S-H-E-W-B-U-D-D-Y, at gmail.com.